Kenneth Copeland. Are there present day Christian martyrs killed for their faith on purpose by someone who wants to overthrow the United States? It's just happened in Portland. Mm -hmm. It did. It just happened. In Young Christian man identified himself by the cap that he had on. Mm -hmm. Patriot prayer. Pra Patriot prayer. With an American flag. And he's in a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. Christ followers. And a member of a, a, a TIFA. Antifa. Antifa. And a known communist group seeking the overthrow Walked of the United States government. Walked up to him and shot him dead in the back. Yes. He, the, the believer never saw him coming. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But that, that, just, that shows you where they come from. They're back shooters. And where we are today. That's right. We're at a place in America we never thought we'd be before. No. Father, thank you for healing this nation. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us a man. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I never thought of that. I just heard the Lord say this. Excuse me. We have a man as president of the United States. That to the enemy, Satan, and the people that are allowing Satan to rule them, we have a man that's worthy of their hate. He's worthy of their hate. They'd kill him if they could. Wow. Yeah. He's worthy of their hate. And he's worthy of our love and prayers. Yes. Now, I don't, I, I hate murder. I, I, I just, I despise it. But to see a young man just shot in the back standing on the street, it's because he says he's got, he's got a Christian hat on. And just shoot him in the back. Martyred. And every sense of the word, that's a Christian martyr. And his reward will come as a Christian martyr. Glory to God. Because he got out on the street. If I understand this right, that his group are street preachers. Mm -hmm. Patriot prayer. <clears throat> mm -hmm. They go into the streets. They say on their website they are Christ followers. They go into the streets of America yeah. to bring Christ into the streets in whatever way they do with helping people, preaching. Uh, they, they're going on for peaceful purposes, not to protest. And somebody shoots the you in the back because they hate Donald Trump. That's right. Ah. That's right. That's happened before in the United now, States. Michelle, a black man in Milwaukee, the same thing happened same to him. Thing happened because there. he held up a Trump sign yeah. and a black man was gunned down innocently because of who he supported for president. This is happening over and over and over now. Something I don't ever remember in my life lifetime. I've never seen any now, this anarchy. I'm old enough land. to remember yeah. street preachers. <clears throat> and we used to get the Biggest, biggest kick out of street preachers, man. Because I was born in the tail end of the, the Great Depression. 
And their brother Hagen was a street, street yeah. preacher. And he was, he was born in 1917, right at the tail of World War I. And uh, we're all the way through the Great Depression. And, and he was healed in 1934. So he was a street. He'd go out in the street. The towns were full of people. I was raised in Abilene, Texas, a little country, West Texas town. And uh, well, I remember we, we would go to town, and my mother and her sister lived with my mother going to Drones Business College. My daddy worked for Drones, and dad traveled a lot. And we'd go to town, and you, you didn't parallel park in those days. You'd be parked in this way. And on the weekend, the town would be full of people. And and my mother and, and my Aunt Mackie, we'd go to town and people watch. <laughs> people watch. watch the people walking down the street. Well, I just want to, and nobody got any money. But <laughs> Some things don't change. <laughs> and, and, during, during, and, and then during World War II, of course, everything was going on. But there were street preachers. And they'd stand, and I tell you, some of those guys, I mean to tell you, you could hear them for blocks. <laughs> and some of them just, just preaching so hard and fast, you couldn't understand a word they were saying. But everybody loved to listen to the street preachers. And some were worth listening to, but some of them are preaching the Word of God. And they'd get a crowd. And here's a young street preacher who's taking prayer to the streets. And because he had... A Donald Trump hat on. Somebody shot him in the back. That's as sick as it gets. Patriot prayer. His hat had an American flag and patriot prayer on it. And he wasn't the only one. There were a few others that were there on the street. And why would, why wouldn't they be there? Because that's what we do. We take the gospel to every place on earth and they were taking the gospel. Our streets have been filled with bloodshed. Filled with bloodshed in recent times, but really the watershed moment, I think, in, in modern times for the United States was back in 1973 with Roe versus Wade when abortion was legalized. Mm-hmm. And when you consider the, the actual impact, we can talk yeah. about abortion, yeah. but there's a human cost and a human impact. 63 million, 63 million how many people live? That's more people that live in California. That's more people that live in Texas. There's five and a half million people that live in my home state of Minnesota. Five and a half million. Yeah. 63 million human beings, babies, have been murdered in cold blood. That's nearly the whole West Coast. It, that's nearly the whole West Coast. It's, it's, we can't even take it in. Yeah. That level of blood has been shed in American soil. Innocent, 63 million babies. But I also want to speak to the women. There's 63 million women who were denied the joy and the fulfillment of holding that child in their arms. For a lot of women, they were pushed into it, maybe by their parents, pushed into it by a boyfriend. People were afraid. We're not condemning anyone. We condemn no woman, no parents, no boyfriend. We condemn no one. But what we're saying is that there's been tremendous sorrow. Now, I have been in this ministry almost 54 years. I've learned a lot about people. I dare say that out of those millions of babies that were murdered, 
you would have to be a very, very, very unusual woman to not remember that every day for the rest of your life. Oh, if you're a woman. Particularly if you don't know Jesus or if you know him and you don't know how to get rid of that kind of condemnation. That's right. The inner guilt and everything. That's what Jesus is here for, to go to any of those 63 million women and say, I love you. Even though that happened under your watch, that was your child, I love you. I forgive you. I died for you. I died for that baby. I want to release you from your shame. Yes. I want to release yes. you from the sin. Yeah. I want to bring you back to me, and I want to give you life more abundantly than you've ever horror, known before. The inner right. horror, the pain But can you imagine if 63 through? million women didn't have to spend their whole life there's women who commit suicide, who turn to drugs, who turn to alcohol, who turn to sex and have more kids outside of marriage because they're looking for love. And they, instead, they embrace pain. And so this is a real thing. And out of those 63 million who've been murdered in abortion, brother George, many of them were black babies. A disproportionately high number of those innocent babies were black and you know the largest abortion provider in the United States, Planned Parenthood, they specifically target black neighborhoods, Hispanic neighborhoods, to build their abortion clinics. Michelle, their founder specifically came against yes. the black baby. Margaret Sanger. She was a eugenicist, which means she didn't like black people very much. The head of Planned Parenthood didn't like blacks, didn't like Hispanics. She wanted them eliminated. So let's eliminate them by taking, pulling the babies out of their bodies so we don't have to look at more black or brown people. That is your Planned Parenthood. That was Margaret Sanger. They have to live with that. That's their history, but that's their present. That's their present. You say black lives matter? Really? Do baby black lives matter? Not to Planned Parenthood. Not to Planned Parenthood. Because you see, to them, it's a cash game. It's cha-ching, baby. We make a lot of money off of killing these babies. That's what it's about at the end of the day. It is making money yeah. for these people. Yeah. And it's blood in the streets, yeah. dashed lives of women, dashed lives of the fathers of these babies, and of the parents and the estrangement that happens. Out of sin, you don't get great gain. Out of sin, you get sorrow and you get suffering. Yes. That's why these platforms, that's why elections matter. And it isn't about just some personality cult here. This is reality for women. <clears throat> yeah. This is reality for young people. Do you want to spend your life for decades feeling destroyed and hollowed out and eaten out inside because of a very bad decision that was made? For years, you couldn't do it. You couldn't make that decision. So you had to figure something else out. And maybe it wasn't perfect, but the baby was born. The baby was born. America was a different place. America changed after 1973. The great philosopher, Francis Schaeffer, the Christian philosopher, said abortion is the watershed issue of our time. It's a watershed issue because it changed everything in America. It changed everything in any country that adopted it as being successful. And I think that cheapening of human life that happens with abortion is directly tied to the cheapening of human life that mm-hmm. we see on the streets. Right. If you look at my yeah. home city of Minneapolis, that's where George Floyd tragically died. We know now with the toxicology report that came out that George Floyd actually took his own life. What, you say? 
The toxicology report showed that George <laughs> Floyd had ingested enough fentanyl to kill himself not once but twice. He had double the level, lethal level to kill himself of fentanyl and methamphetamine in his body. So when George Floyd, before the police even got there, he was saying, I can't breathe. He was in his car saying, I can't breathe. He was standing on the street saying, I can't breathe. Why? Because his lungs were filling up with this foamy fluid. That's what fentanyl does to you. Yes, it does. The Chinese create fentanyl. They run it through countries like Mexico and it comes across our border and it kills Americans. This is sin that kills Americans. Poor George Floyd was addicted to methamphetamine and to fentanyl. This is a bad deal. But he took his own life. As everybody in the country agreed that cop shouldn't have had his knee on the neck of George Floyd. Nobody thinks that cop should have had his knee, especially not for like nearly eight, nine minutes on a man's neck. You don't do that to anybody. I don't care if he's dying from an overdose. You don't do it to anybody. That's right. But it set off a spark that changed America. So we have a video right now that I want to take a look at. In my city of Minneapolis where this happened, this was five miles of businesses that were burned to the ground. 1,500 businesses. It was over $500 million in damages. It was the second worst riot in American history. But this is what I want all of the viewers to understand. What we're witnessing on the street isn't random or happenstance. This is planned. You see, this is a, an effort, a communist effort takeover to take, to overthrow the United States government away from the godly heritage we were founded on and instead replace it with a communist style government. If you look at the riots in Russia in 1917, the Bolshevik riots, it was the same exact thing. They agitated on the streets. They found some excuse. Today, what they're doing is race riots. They're manufacturing race riots in Portland, Minneapolis, D.C., Atlanta, Kenosha, Wisconsin. They're making up these race riots and trying to pit the races against each other rather than the unity that we should be enjoying. They're pitting us against each other so that we hate each other, so that we rip at each other's necks. And when that happens, then they sweep in and they think this is going to help them win the election this fall. Let's watch this video of the U.S. Attorney General telling us who Antifa really is. Gatestone Institute, international policy, um, about Antifa. I don't think people really understand Antifa. And they say empirical and anecdotal evidence shows that Antifa is, in fact, highly networked, well-funded, has a global presence. It is a flat organizational structure with dozens and possibly hundreds of local groups. And by the way, the oldest group is in Portland. They say Antifa's stated long-term objective, both in America and abroad, and it got its birth in Europe, England, then Germany, then the United States, is to establish a communist world order. And by the way, they, this information is put out. It's not like we're conspiracy theorists or so forth. The, in the United States, Antifa's immediate aim is to bring down the demise of the Trump administration. It's an attack on capitalism. They say they're attacking fascism when they're Marxist fascists, such, such thing. To bring down the Trump administration. It's interesting that one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter said that one of her focuses is to bring down the Trump administration. What is it about the Trump administration that stands in their way? Well, I think they would be, you know, 
generally for bringing down any administration. They they are a revolutionary group that is interested in in some form of socialism, communism. They're essentially Bolsheviks. Their tactics are are fascistic, uh, and your description of them is consistent. What I've seen. This is unbelievable. I mean, what we're talking about in America, nobody, you can't even believe this would happen in our lifetime. But these are communist groups. That's the, that's our current sitting United States Attorney General telling us that Antifa is communist. Their goal is to bring about a communist revolution and topple our government. Is it, is it a coincidence that this is happening just before the election? This is intentionally happening to make sure that we vote for one particular party. As Pastor George said, if you go to Antifa, they direct you to donate to Joe Biden's campaign, the Democrat campaign, the Democrat party, the Democrat platform. They have already, Antifa's made their decision. Black Lives Matter's made their decision. And they're an avowed Marxist organization, Black Lives Matter. It's on their website. They want to destroy the normal heterosexual human family. They want Marxism in the United States. These people aren't shy about it. They're telling you what what you are. If you look at the picture on the screen, the fellow who killed the Christ follower that Brother Copeland was talking about describes himself as 100% Antifa. He had that up on his website and on his Facebook page, and he went out and killed in cold blood. What happened on that day when this happened? For 94 days, there had been riots and this communist uh, overthrow in Portland. On that day, there were 600 cars of patriots, American patriots, Mm -hmm. who said, you know, why don't we express our opinion? 600 cars peacefully drove through Portland, and they had flags and uh, Trump 2020 flags, just said, we love America. This is what we want to have. They drove through town. Once they got through town, 15 minutes after, Afterwards, some of these street preachers, Christ followers, patriot prayer warriors were on the streets of Portland, walking down the street, looking to share the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who were still on the streets. Can you imagine how brave these people were? And one man was gunned down. He was gunned down by the person. His name is Aaron, uh, the guy who was gunned down. He was gunned down by a fellow who described himself as 100% Antifa. I'm just here to submit to you. There's no difference between what just happened when Christians are being gunned down on the street versus what happened in Russia in 1917 when that country was taken over for communism or in China when they just removed 900 crosses over churches because communism doesn't want any competition from Christ. It's communism. That's why you see the fist the raised fist of rebellion. That's Lucifer in the Garden of Eden, raising his fist of rebellion against Almighty God. And communist does the same thing, raises its fist of rebellion against Almighty God. And that's why Chinese communists took down the 900 crosses in China. This is a real decision. This is no joke. This isn't just about some fun game. This is reality at every single level, and it's why you have to vote. You have to go to the polls. Don't do mail-in voting. That's cheap-by-mail voting. Or do absentee voting, one of the two. But we live in cancel culture now. What does that mean? That means we can't get the truth out of the media anymore. A a show like Brother Copeland's, you're getting the truth out of. You can go to frc.org. You can go to uh, Pray 
votestand.org. We have all the information that you need about the two parties, the platforms, how you vote, where you vote, how you can pray, what you can do. We're not without hope. The Lord never leaves us without hope. This is the good news. This We fight back by voting. Yeah. This is how we yeah. fight back. Yes, we so we do. get every person in our church. You talk to your pastor, every single person you know. You get every single person you know. You go to the polls. You go to the polls. You'd be the first one there in the morning. You cast your vote. Don't do vote by mail. Do either absentee if you absolutely can't go, or you do voting in person. And we can... Take yeah, and you can now. early vote. And you can early vote. And, and Legitimately. The, yeah, the, and the polls are not so crowded. That's right. That's what Gloria and I always Yeah, do. that's right. And, but um, you're going in person. But you go that's in the person. You go yeah. in person. Yes, you do. Yeah, because this cheap by mail voting is real. There's articles everywhere that are talking about it. And I'm involved in a prayer movement right now. I'm leading a prayer movement between now and the election. We're asking the Lord to expose the hidden deeds of darkness. To expose all this. Because we are praying for our nation. Our nation started on godliness. It started on the foundation of the Bible. The very first government document was the Mayflower Compact. And the very first line in that document was a prayer. It said, in the name of God. Amen. That is all we need. If we come in the name of God, it is amen. So be it. Because it isn't us. It's him. That's right. It is him because God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. That's what the pilgrims wrote on the sail of their ship when they came over. God with us. He has been with us in America for 400 years. On November 11th of this year, 2020, we'll celebrate the 400th anniversary of the pilgrims coming to the United States. They brought the true American spirit to the United States because they came to live lives biblically. That's all they wanted because they were persecuted and oppressed in England and then in the Netherlands and Amsterdam. So they came to the United States almost seeing themselves like the children of Israel coming to the promised land. They wanted to live biblical lives. But they also said in the Mayflower Compact, they came for the glory of God. And they came to bring forth the gospel. They were missionaries. Imagine, they've been pretty successful missionaries. It was 102 on that ship. Only 50 survived the first year. Half died. They could have gone back. But they said, God brought us. We're staying. And we're here because they chose to stay and bring the gospel. And so that's really our question now. Are we going to be like Paul to Timothy? Are we going to faithfully transfer the gospel of peace from one generation to the next? This nation has done more to send more missionaries across the world. Brother George, Brother Copeland have both been missionaries sent across the world because America allowed that to happen. We can continue with these broadcasts and with these ministries to set the gospel across the nation if we can broadcast out of a free nation. You can't do that if you are a communist nation. Because remember, communism rebels and it sticks its rebellious horn above Christ. We say no. We hold the torch of Christ over communism. That's why you vote. Out of time. Thank you. Oh, come on. Let's give the Lord praise and thanksgiving. We've heard from heaven today, again today, and we thank you, Father. Thank you. Praise God. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. 
And remember, Jesus is Lord.